Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the podcast, we've got Michael Ashford, Director of Marketing, and Tom Foster, Director of Sales. And when you get these two together, there will always be lots of fun. We're discussing our live demos and how these are so much more than a traditional webinar. Tom and Michael talk about our approach to live demos, how we make them fun from start to finish and even after the event, and they share tips for how to kick your webinars up a notch or two. Enjoy the episode. Well, I am so excited to be here with two of probably our most fun people on the podcast. Tom, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Yeah. And Michael, welcome back again. I am proud to hold that distinction. I will carry it highly. Yeah. Well, and I think especially getting the two of you together is exciting. I mean, no offense to all of our other team members, but they do have a lot to live up to here. So the bald guys know how to have fun, right? Boom. Clearly. We're streamlined into the fun. (laughs) You are. And today we are talking about something that you two do really well, which is creating a webinar people want to attend. And we do live demos. So let's start off with what's the difference? Does it matter what you call the live event that you want people to ultimately sign up for? I think it does. And, and Tom actually came up with the idea to change the name. So I'll let him speak to where he got the inspiration for it. But I think it does. There's there's a certain connotation that comes with what we're calling these things. And certainly over the last year, we've all had our fair share of virtual events <laughs> in air quotes. And uh, it, it does matter. We want to accurately portray and, and set a baseline right from the get-go about what people are expecting. Now, once they get into one of our live demos, that's a little bit different story. <laughs> uh, expect the unexpected there. But um, Tom, certainly you came to the idea, to the table with the idea of, hey, let's not call them webinars anymore. Let's call them live demos. Yeah. Um, it's because like, let's, let's just face it, the year that was the, the first month that we started doing this stuff, like pandemic season, if you will, going to webinars and webinars kind of have this negative connotation of like the old, back in my era, PowerPoint, you'd go to a meeting, you'd watch a PowerPoint, and then the presenter would just read everything that's actually on the PowerPoint. It's like, why are we doing this? And I mean, let me just ask you, Sarah, would you rather attend a webinar or a live demo? Oh, a live demo for sure. And especially when you say it like that. Well, that's the whole key is like, and and Michael, it's kind of funny because Michael and I have a blast when we do these things, but it's it's about capturing what we're doing. We're not just giving a webinar where a webinar is very one-sided, very like, but we're actually doing a really live demo, like right then and there for people. And it didn't do it justice to call it a webinar because it really wasn't. Um, and that's exactly why we came up with the change and why we decided to make the change. Because webinars kind of played. Yeah. Not that webinars are bad. <laughs> they, right. they do serve their purpose. We had tried that. We had tried that. When I first came to the receptionist, I tried webinars. It, and exactly what Tom was talking about. I had tried the let's have a PowerPoint and let's take people through some slides and maybe let's show, let's bring on a guest speaker or whatnot. And it's all this, I'm just going to barf out information to you (laughs) for 45 minutes to an hour. And you're going to leave going, uh, that was a waste of my time. Like I didn't get anything valuable out of that. And, and we wanted a way to make sure that people understood if you are coming to a live demo, you're going to see a demo. It's going to be live. It's the two of us 
in most instances, we've had some fill-ins here and there, but most instances, it's going to be the two of us taking you through a tour of what we've got going on here. Yeah. And clearly we like to have fun with all we do and bold is one of our core values. So let's talk about how we've been making these events fun. And obviously not just for you two and the rest of us who get to enjoy you doing these. So let's start with setting up and creating a live event with the intent of it being something that people are interested in even signing up for, right? Because that's the first step is getting people to sign up. So how do you approach that part of it? Great question. Um, it is, you got to set the expectation for what people are going to see once they're there. I mean, that's that's what they're coming to. And and for a product like ours, where once you get in it and you start messing around with the software, it's pretty straightforward. So you're just coming to see like the the bells and whistles, the ins and outs to fine tune the experience that you're trying to create. And so that's what we wanted to bring. We didn't want to bring to the table a, uh, you know, like I said earlier, a 45 minute presentation on what is visitor management. Like by the time somebody's signing up for one of our events, they know and they've done the research. They're probably looking for a solution to solve some sort of check in issue at their front desk. We know that. And so it's setting the expectation beforehand this is what you're going to get. As far as like I said, I mentioned earlier, expect the unexpected. That's been an evolution over time with, with the live demos. I remember it first started, we first started really going for it, Tom. Do you remember when I was, um, I was starting to put little themes in my intro? Like I would uh, around March or no, around Valentine's Day, I would weep in um, every single reference to Cupid or hearts for every little part of my intro. And my whole goal, honestly, was just to make Tom laugh. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. Like we did the, the uh, we had a very bad snowstorm here in Denver and, and he just did the whole theme on, on that. And, I, and we were just trying to make each other laugh in the beginning. And then Halloween came. Yes. And Slash joined us. <laughs> Tom brought in costumes. Tom brought costumes to the table. That's when everything just <laughs> went off the wire. <laughs> well, you're, you're starting to answer my next question of how do we make the actual live demo enjoyable? And again, not just for us, right? It's about making ourselves laugh and have fun, but making it enjoyable for the people who are there attending with us. Yeah, I think it's three, three things. First, it's the vibe. So what's the vibe of the people? What, what's the, are the people that are giving it like the, the presenters, are they actually having any fun? Or are they going through the motions? I mean, we've all attended a live demo or sorry, a webinar. That's like the, the, the presenters done this a thousand times. And um, something that I brought in when I first started here was video was having people on video. And, and I think that's so vitally important because people can make a connection with you. And I've been doing live trainings, demos, webinars, whatever you want to call them since 2009. And I'd always liken this because I've been asked this question many times is how do you keep it fresh? How can you continually have that much fun? And I'm like, okay, well, I used to play music. And I remember one time I went and saw the band Kiss and they played rock and roll all night, which they've played a million times and they played it with such gusto. And then I watched another band, Motley Crue, play this song, Home Sweet Home, which I greatly enjoyed and they messed it up. And I was like, super disappointed. And so for me, the people on the other end of this, the people that are watching, the people that are out there, they've never seen me. And it's like a musician and I've got to make that impression on them. And I get one shot. So I'm going to put 100% into everything I can. So the first is the vibe. Second is the presenter. And the third thing, can I see myself working with these people and making a connection? 
you know, I think those are the big three that I like to do on every single live demo that we do. What do you think, Michael? It, it really comes down to just m much like a concert. I mean, we're not obviously scaled up to the size of a concert, but you want it to be an event. And the thing that you chant that we as presenters or, or demoers, <laughs> what have you, <laughs> the things that we are challenged with is how do we keep people engaged and watching that screen? Like we, we're creating all this content, we're taking all this time to present this information in a way that is hopefully informative and tells people, you know, answers their questions that they came with. But how do we keep them from reaching for the phone, from clicking over into a different tab or a different window, from reading a book <laughs> while they're just listening kind of passively in the background? And if, like Tom said, if you've got video going where you can see our faces and you can tell this is not the, not, it's not the first time we've done it, but it also, we're doing it with the same amount of gusto every time. And you hear us reference silly things like the costumes we're wearing. Tom's fallen out of his chair, perhaps, <laughs> or hitting himself on the head with a temperature reader. Uh, you know, you want to be, you want to be locked in to see those moments. Uh, you know, you never know what kind of crazy hat I'm going to pop on to the screen with. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting a pretty good bag of props that I'm coming to the, the live demos with now. And, and that's the thing. You've got maybe costumes and props aren't your company's thing, but you have got to figure out a way what is your thing, what is authentic to you so that you keep people locked into what you've spent a lot of time preparing, hopefully, for them, right? Yeah. To piggyback on that as well is that we understand that we have a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to present to these people. They have all kinds of other things they could be doing with their day. Like they could, they could be reading a book. They could be doing something else. But it is a privilege to be able to connect with these individuals that are on this call. And it's it's such a two-way street. I know it sounds strange, but I think we're going to get into a little bit about how it's different with us and why it's a two-way street and what makes that. But that is a, that's a rarity, I think. And I feel fortunate to be able to not only present, but present with Michael and just to have the fun that we do. Because it's, I know some people that are presenters or live, that's what they do for a living. Like, oh, I got to give this again. For me, I look forward to it every week. Like this week I've been on vacation, so we didn't do one and I actually missed it. I was like, man. Because that's that, that little bit of time that you're on stage and get to have fun with people. Absolutely. And I mean, you're touching on so much of our culture right there in those live demos. You know, you're having fun. We talk about authenticity. It's bold. It's respectful. It's collaborative. It's all of those things. But let's talk about being authentic because, you know, you mentioned that this might not be everyone's approach and it probably shouldn't be if it's not authentic to their company or to them. So how does being authentic show up and and what do we want to maybe say about that in relation to these live events? Well, let's let's say that you're not a company that likes to have fun. <laughs> you know, we've got it in our we've got it in our core values. It is it is something that hopefully comes through with everything that we do. But let's say you're a little bit more buttoned up. Um, you're a little bit more corporate-y. Okay, that's great. Then put the effort into the live event or into the presentation that would reflect your company and your values, make it really well done. Do some post-production. Like there are a lot of event softwares out there now that allow you to engage with your audience and roll video at the same time that you can uh, be presenting information or see yourself on the screen. Be, match your company and your, your core values and whatever those happen to be. But again, 
Tom said it brilliantly, like you've got these people for a certain amount of time. You need to be respectful of that time and you need to do it justice beyond just look, my my fifth grader can build a PowerPoint with some slides now. And we've ditched, we've ditched PowerPoint now all entirely. Like I do all of my intros, just me on the camera and all of my silly props. Uh, there's no PowerPoint during any of our demonstrations or, or presentations anymore. Like put more effort into it than putting some clip art and some, and some text on some PowerPoint slides. There's got to be another level to make it worth people's time. I can't agree with that more. I mean, authenticity comes from preparing. Like it is, it is a, it's a challenge sometimes for people to really let go. Um, and I was listening to a Simon Sinek video this morning about one of the worst things that we can do is comparison with other people. And people are really, really afraid of what others are going to think about them. And, you know, Michael said it already. I fell off the chair a couple of weeks ago. I own it. I don't care. We have technical difficulty. Our first one of 2021, we had a major technical difficulty because of a web browser issue. And we just rolled through it. And there were, I don't know, 30, 40 people on that. Just like, hey, they handled it great. It was really good. And that's the thing is that it, you've got to prepare and be prepared for the unexpected. I mean, I think that's part of being authentic and being real is that we don't just go through the motions. We have a basic outline, but it is literally different every single time. And those, those classic moments, like when he popped in the other week with a, with a hat on for the poll question, I just, I literally about lost it. I actually did lose it, but nobody could see me. <laughs> It's a poll question. I had an Uncle Sam hat. I thought it made I thought it made sense. <laughs> so clearly having lots of fun preparing for and executing these live events, um, sometimes falling off of chairs. And all of these great things really bring the ability to also have fun after the fact and use some of those moments to further promote demos and ourselves as a company. So in case people maybe haven't been on our social media and have noticed some of this, how are we further utilizing what happens in these live demos uh we have we have james the gift master yes. <laughs> our creative manager james uh, he he attends every live demo and he just picks out the beautiful moments of spontaneity <laughs> all yep. and and turns them into gifts and normally we just kind of share them internally and we all have a good laugh about them but kayla now our digital campaigns manager she started using those in social media quite a bit to promote those live demos. So lately you've seen Tom and I dressed up like Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. And, <laughs> uh, you know, Tom's already mentioned Slash. Uh, I think he's got, he's been the cat. You've been the cat in the hat, right? Yep. Yep. Cat in the hat. Um, yeah, I've, I've had feather dusters to talk about housekeeping items during my presentation. And uh, James referred to me as, or he spleens, screen split me with the Terminator because at one point I said, all right, I'm back. And he said, and then he had Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, I'll be back. So it was just, it, it, you get a, you get a little glimpse <laughs> into the madness, the descent into <laughs> madness that can be our live demos. <laughs> but it's the thing, like people respond to it. You know, last week when we, we were Wayne and Garth again last week, and it was really, really fun. Um, but I was getting into an intercom chat for Andy, um, not, not Andy Allsop, Andy, our uh, uh, now inside sales representative, so senior inside sales rep. But I was covering intercom, which is our chat feature for us. And I popped in and I said, hey, you know, Andy's got to go. This is Tom. And the, 
the really nice lady on the other end, she was like, Garth! So it <laughs> immediately sends me a Garth gif. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. I think people respond really well. Are there some folks that may get on here and think these guys are zany, they're crazy, like what am I in for? And that's okay too, because they do realize there are moments, it's not like it's insane 100% of the time. Obviously I take off the whatever it is and I get down to business because we really have relevant content. But the whole purpose of this is to make it something that is enjoyable. I mean, think about the last time you watched a live demo that you were done with and then you went to your coworkers or your friends and were like, you got to see this replay. These people are fun. That's, there's so much heaviness and so much just like, I'll call it stodginess. For those of you watching the video, you can see me. <laughs> very stodgy. And there's a time and a place to be very serious and there's a time and a place to have fun. But when you're discovering a new product and discovering a company, I think that 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 one thing that sales in particular, and that's my role, is to make a connection. It's not about pushing a product. It's about making a connection that's something they're going to use and not just use once, but use continually and help integrate it into their entire business. Yeah. I mean, I love that you're starting to share with us how people are responding to this. They're enjoying it. They're, you know, referencing Garth in the chats um, and you're building this connection. What other outcomes have we seen from going from a more traditional webinar to now this, these really fun live demos? It's, it's one of, A, it's an amazing uh, lead driver. I mean, and, and again, we have a short sales cycle. It's a fairly quick and easy uh, software to implement. And getting a mass, and Tom can speak to this better than I can, but getting a mass group of people where we take 45 minutes to hit you know, 40, 50 people, and that saves our sales reps so much time. Because like you just mentioned, Sarah, the meat of the demo is an actual demo. And we're telling a story. Tom is doing a fantastic job of telling a story about how this might relate to the people on the demo in their office so they can begin to imagine how they would use the features and the, the, every button that Tom clicks, like, here's how I would use that. Oh, here's how I would use that because they're seeing an actual demonstration of the product. So from my perspective, it's shortening. I mean, it's one of our best drivers to actually getting people to sign up for our product because they see all they need to see right there in that 45 minutes and we hit more people. Uh, that That is a huge one. That's one of the reasons that I pushed for this back in 2019, I think is when we started it, because Quim Walsh, our inter enterprise account executive, and Sam Penrod, who was inside sales rep, who's now an account executive, they were doing 30 or 40 demos sometimes in a week individually. And as an individual, that's 30 or 40 hours of prep time. Like it's There was no time to get things done. I said, you know what? There's a better way to do this. I didn't know it was going to evolve into the the amount of fun that we have now. <laughs> We've always had fun with it, but this is just, it, it was really done because how can we see a better use of our time and how can people make, how can we get them the information that they're looking for that's still live? And, and don't get me wrong, this isn't a one-sided like webinar. We take, you know, we do a poll which determines how we actually do the rest of the, what stuff I show live is based on the poll in a nutshell on the front end and the back end. And then we have an interactive Q&A session. And it's not just somebody saying, hey, I got a question and then we answer it. It's, hey, and then I'm showing it. Even when Michael's answering the question, I'm showing the steps on the screen. So it's making this this very just live interactive. And, and it is, it's, it's a matter of economics as well, is that if there's only so many hours in a day, how can I get this many people the information they need when they want it? 
And that that's, I think, one of the biggest drivers for us. Absolutely. I mean, really, with everything you're describing, it, it is so true to our culture and how we create it and how we execute it. And we talked a little bit about this, but if a company is more serious or, you know, stodgy, and again, if you're watching our video, which you should, if you're not, we've got a little, little arm movement we're doing. Um, what tips might you have for companies to, to make their webinars more engaging and more enjoyable, but again, still within what is their culture and perhaps a little more serious? And, and, and serious is not bad. Like I want my lawyer, for instance, to be serious. <laughs> We've got, and you know, I may not be going to a webinar for, for, you know, to pick out my next lawyer, but the, the idea is match your culture and match what, what you, your customers expect of you. The big thing that I think any marketer or any sales rep that's listening to this right now can take away, and we've been talking about this a lot internally, is you want people, you want your, your customers, the people that you want to do business with, you want to interact with them as quickly and as soon as possible. And so they get a feel for you. They get an understanding of what it will be like. So if I used to work in government software, it's incredibly important for us to, it was incredibly important for us to present a very buttoned up, um, level-headed approach because we're dealing with with government employees. Uh, a very, yeah, it, it was it was just a it's a much more buttoned-up approach than what we're doing here at the receptionist, and so we had to portray that. We had to reflect that. But I still want to. I want them to have that interaction with us. I want them to understand our personalities and how serious we are about this and and government data and privacy and things like that. That's important. So drive interaction as much as you can in a live event and not just throw some slides up and never show your face. I would use video much more. Use video, use interactivity, get people asking questions. Um, there, are some, there are some live events that I've seen done where they do incorporate video. So they bring in video. Everybody likes to watch like clips from a movie or or clips from another favorite TV show. Like if you can reference culture, that has a really good way of bringing people in. I know I'm talking a lot here, Tom. So jump in if you <laughs> have other ideas here, but it, it is. I'll go back and just wrap it up with this. Interact with the people that you want to become your customers more as quickly as you can. And I have to credit that kind of focus to Jessica Marshall, our co-founder and director of customer experience. She's really been pushing that. Like, as much as you guys on the sales and marketing side can do it, get them to interact with us. Then we can, we can show our true colors, which hopefully they love. Um, well, Michael said it all. No. Yeah, Michael, <laughs> Michael said everything. So Tom, is there anything else you can add to that? Totally mess it. Um, yeah, I would say first and foremost, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what is it that you're doing? The reason it's now called a live demo instead of a webinar is because it was, it's not a webinar. It's a live demo that we're doing for these individuals. Determine what's right for your business. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you doing? Are you showing something? Is it a true live demo? Is it a webinar? Is, could it be called something else? Could it be called a learning, a lunch and learn? Uh, there's a million different things that you can actually call it. We're all zoomed out. We've all been dealing with this for well over a year now. Like, make your presentations interesting. And I got to tell you, being real and just who you are and having that authenticity and fun no matter how stodgy a person is, we all like to laugh. And I got to tell you, when we're talking about things like CTPAT and ITAR and FISMA and all of these regulations, 
it's not super fun. And I guarantee you any of the procurement people or any of the facilities managers that have went and watched an ITAR demo didn't laugh <laughs> generally. And then they come and watch us and they're like, okay, these people are human beings. I think that's, for me, it's, what do you want to call it? Don't just do what everybody else is doing. Try and be a little bit different and make it interesting. Make it more interactive. And don't be afraid to just go for it. Because, I mean, we it's easy for us because we're bold, but just be who you are and be different. You know, that's it. That's what I would suggest. Yeah. Well, I think really great tips for really anyone who is already tackling these types of events or wants to, and that um, no matter where they are in kind of that serious spectrum, um, <laughs> they, they can take some tips from what you two have both shared. So Tom, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. And Michael, thank you as always. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And we encourage you to check us out at thereceptionist.com where you can watch a video of today's podcast.